RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Allison Pitt and today is Friday, April 26th, 2019. Coming up on today's show, Michelle Paradise discusses jumping discovery into the future. A piece of Star Trek fine art fetches more than a few quatloos at auction, and the tangled web that is CBS could be getting even more tangled. All this, plus the answer to Tuesday's trivia question and your weekend podcast playlist, coming up next. Star Trek Discovery's Jump into the Future was planned for much longer than many of us may have been aware of. In an interview with Trek Movie yesterday, producer Michelle Paradise revealed that the decision of how to end season two was made before she joined the show midway through. She said, I wasn't there when they originally made that decision. That was made even before the season started. They knew that was where they were going. The interview also features the best confirmation to date that Discovery has jumped to the year 3187, but Paradise steers away from confirming who will or will not be returning as part of the cast. She said, certainly some of the crew members would have left. You will have to wait until season three to find out who, if it is anyone. She also mentioned that she knows many fans love the Saurian Linus, and that she is, and I quote, sure he'll be fine. In a previous Trek movie article, it's been said that production on Discovery Season 3 will start in July. Sometimes Star Trek art can be fine art indeed. The cover of the recently released Star Trek Year 5 comic issue number 1 is an original painting by renowned pop culture artist Greg Hildebrandt. Space.com brings us the news today that the original piece sold for $13,750 in a recent auction. Space.com quotes an email sent from Heritage Auctions spokesperson Eric Bradley. A longtime collector of pop culture from New York State was the winning bidder. The piece is the first and only Star Trek-themed painting by Hildebrandt, who turned 80 back in January. Among his other works are album art, books, movie posters, calendars, and more, featuring pop culture icons like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and Dungeons and Dragons. In a recent interview with StarTrek.com, Hildebrandt explains why it took him so long to do a Star Trek piece, despite being a fan all his life. He says, What took so long is simple. No one ever asked me before. You can see the stunning piece for yourself, which features images of Captain Kirk, Spock, Dr. McCoy, and the rest of the crew, beside representations of the Enterprise and various planets, on the cover of IDW's Star Trek Year 5, Issue 1, out now. Now, here's a story that rears its ugly head time and again, and I guess this is one of the agains. A piece from NBC News, citing sources, claims that CBS is in talks once again to merge with Viacom. 
from the piece, CBS board members have initiated a fresh set of internal conversations about making an offer to acquire cable channel operator Viacom, according to two people familiar with the talks. The move was apparently prompted by CBS calling off the search for a permanent CEO to replace acting CEO Joseph Ianello, who was installed shortly after former CEO Les Moonves left last year amid scandal. A little history here for context. CBS used to be part of Viacom until the two split in early 2006. Viacom retained ownership of Paramount Pictures, while CBS retained ownership of Paramount Television, which resulted in the well-known Star Trek split. CBS produces Star Trek Television, while Paramount Pictures produces Star Trek Films. Star Trek fans have been clamoring for years to get CBS and Viacom back together, believing that it could reunite the film and television parts of the franchise, and give us back a unified IP. That would give us films that tie into the Star Trek TV series like they did in the 80s and 90s, rather than standing alone as they do now. But so far, the two have been unable to reach an agreement. According to NBC, The talks have involved adjusting a set of valuation numbers that were agreed on by the boards of CBS and Viacom back in early 2018, when they last discussed a merger. Those talks broke down after the former chief executive of CBS, Leslie Moonves, moved to sue its majority shareholder in an effort to block plans to merge the company with Viacom. Moonves later left the company amid allegations of sexual harassment, though he denied the claims. Things are looking up again for a deal, however, as NBC says, a merger with Viacom is described as the number one priority for several CBS board members, including the majority shareholder Sherry Redstone, according to a source close to the conversations. The idea would appear to be backed up this week by the fact that CBS reached a deal with Nickelodeon, who are owned by Viacom, to broadcast a new kids-oriented Star Trek animated series. Now, I should note that we've seen optimistic reports like this before, and of course we can't forget that as part of the drama that unfolded when Les Moonves left CBS, National Amusements, which owns controlling shares of both CBS and Viacom, agreed not to propose a merger between the two companies for at least two years. Long story short, this is one bit of corporate intrigue worth following, as its conclusion could have a material impact on the future of the Star Trek IP. And finally this week, a small story that may or may not be of interest or importance. Did you know that Paramount Pictures has its own streaming service? Neither did I until a story from The Hollywood Reporter this week noted the following. Viacom's Viacom International Media Networks on Tuesday unveiled the expansion of its subscription video-on-demand service Paramount Plus across Latin America. Insert record scratch here. Now, it turns out that Paramount Plus has been running as a subscription video-on-demand, or SVOD, service since 2018, but only in Sweden, Denmark, Norway, Finland, Hungary, and Poland. Paramount Plus will shortly be rolling out first to Brazil and then through other countries in Latin America. Quoting The Hollywood Reporter, 
Paramount Plus in Latin America will offer series on demand, including The Handmaid's Tale and Paramount Network original Yellowstone, along with more than 2,000 episodes of programs from Viacom's other channels, including Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, and Nick Jr. The service will also provide on-demand access to a curated library of more than 150 movies from Paramount Pictures. Now, I'm not saying there are obvious strategic opportunities there for, say, a unified SVOD service encompassing CBS All Access in the United States and Paramount Plus in Europe and Latin America. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Weekend Gaming, your podcast playlist and the answer to Tuesday's Trek trivia coming up next. But first, a word from me. And that word is congratulations, because you made it through another week. Say, would you like to have some more daily Star Trek news again next week? Because you can help me make that happen. This show is supported by listeners like you, who know that their support makes this show happen. Production, hosting, publishing, these are all things that cost money. And you can help me cover some of that cost, so I can spend more of my time bringing you more of the news that's important to you. To find out how you can contribute, please head over to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. Yesterday, I brought you some getting out events to check out this weekend. But if staying in is more your bag, why not download a Star Trek game? Here are some of the events in online and mobile gaming going on now through Monday. Star Trek Timeline's Shackled to the Stars event ends Monday, April 29th at noon Eastern. The final event in the Captive Intent Mega Event sees you, the player, rescuing prisoners trapped aboard a stolen Keldon-class cruiser on a collision course with a massive asteroid. Prizes during the event include the all-new Conditioned LaForge and Theresian Kim, as well as Changeling Bashir. Star Trek Timelines is available on iOS and Android, as well as PC via Steam. Star Trek Online PC players can get 20% off ships this weekend, plus there's an introductory discount on the brand new Command Dreadnought Cruiser Bundle. PC players can also get bonus dilithium now through Monday. And if Xbox or PlayStation is more your style, Star Trek Online Console Edition players can take advantage of 20% off services and a double XP weekend. Find out where to get Star Trek Online at StarTrekOnline.com. Now it's time to round up the latest podcasts from across the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Mission Log Live this week breaks down the Discovery finale, Such Sweet Sorrow Part 2, and invites callers to voice their opinions, all recorded live. On Priority One, they are also reviewing Discovery's finale, but they're also discussing this week's Star Trek news, and looking closer at Lorca's ship, the USS Buran, in Star Trek Online. If you didn't catch Women at Warp's interview with Mary Chifo, now's a good time to get a cup of Ractagino and put your feet up and listen. And finally, on the Trek Files this week, Paramount exec and friend of the show Dave Rossi is on to talk about Star Trek's final season. And he and Dr. Trek Larry Nemechek examine a memo from producer Fred Freiberger to Gene Roddenberry on the status of developing scripts. 
For all of those shows from the Roddenberry Podcast Network, just head over to podcasts.roddenberry.com. And now you've waited all week for this. On Tuesday, I asked you, which alien race from Star Trek is said to be descended from saber-toothed turtles? And the answer is Rigelians. The Rigelians were designed for Star Trek The Motion Picture by Fred Phillips and Robert Fletcher, and approved by Gene Roddenberry. Robert Fletcher described them thusly, Don't let their size, 5'9 to 7 foot, or their heritage, descendants of a race of saber-toothed turtles, overwhelm you. They are basically a peaceful race. What appears to be warlike armor plating is in fact a manufactured exoskeleton, because the poor turtles have lost their shells. Although the larger of the species are called lords and are catered to hand and foot by the smaller attendants, it is in fact the attendants who hold the real power. A big thanks to Memory Alpha for the info, and for more Trek trivia, tune in next Tuesday. Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. For more great Star Trek podcasts, be sure to check out podcasts.roddenberry.com. This show is supported by people like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just shoot me an email at info at dailystartreknews.com or find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Daily Trek News. I'm Alison Pitt. Have a wonderful weekend and live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network.